just the way you've blessed us and led us and provided for us this past year, and that'll be coming out in what he shares. We celebrate that together, and we celebrate all that you have for us in this coming year. And I pray for him right now that your Holy Spirit would be on him, that you would share from that he would share from your heart to us this morning, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Kirsten. And good morning, everybody. Happy Palm Sunday. It's good to see you all. It's good to be together. Uh, this is kind of a, uh, it's kind of a two-part uh, week that we're doing, two, two-part series. Uh, it's kind of sabbatical send-off time, and, uh, and we just couldn't pack it all into one Sunday, uh, just simply because there's a lot of logistics and practicalities. Uh, so we're going to combine our family meeting, and as Kirsten shared, you're all welcome to stay, whether or not this is your church home. We'd love for you to be part of our family news and just all the good things, and, and it's all worship. Uh, Jesus said, if you're not faithful with, with, with things like money, who will entrust you with the true riches? And so it's, it's, it's all integrated. It's not kind of, this is business and this is spiritual. So I, I hope you enjoy this time. Um, and then next Sunday will be kind of our commissioning and, and send-off uh, as, a, as a church for our sabbatical. And, and uh, uh, today is just a little bit of the groundwork and logistics as to how we're going to be doing the sabbatical practically as a church. But I just realized I should probably be wired up because I'm going to be um, using the remote. So maybe what we'll do is we'll take a couple minutes, just turn and visit with somebody. Uh, sorry you can't combine that with caffeine right now, but it's coming. If you can just hang on. We'll be having caffeine shortly. So uh, if, if, Dean, if you could get me the wireless and I'll, I'll, is it right there? Okay. So let me get wired up. I'll be right with you. Thanks, Kenny. Awesome. Appreciate that. Okay. Well, it's been a very exciting week. Uh, as you know, um, we are a church that is under marching orders from Jesus Christ. We, he is the head. Uh, he's our Lord, and we follow him, and he's our commander-in-chief, and we, we function and operate under him, but we recognize that part of that is also obeying the law of the land as a charity. Um, a lot of you give faithfully to our church, and so the government gives you the opportunity to receive a charitable tax receipt that you can use as a tax uh, a deduction on your income tax return. Good time of year for that. And uh, the, re the reason they do that is because they believe that uh, we are doing good for the country. So they include us as part of their budget for making Canada a better place. And so part of that is just this relationship that we need to have with the government and just abide by certain uh, requirements and uh, policies and procedures, both within British Columbia and with Can within Canada. And it's, it's, it's mostly good. Um, sometimes we, we wonder, but it's, it's, uh, it is good. And there's been a lot of hard work this week. I just really want to give thanks to our stewardship team, to our board, to our leadership team, who've worked hard uh, to be able to pull off this presentation today. It's been wonderful. But what I want to do is combine uh, our, our annual report and our, our family news with just a, a short devotional to start. And 
we've been going through a teaching series called Pastoral Midrash for the coming days. And this is based on Jesus' last words to his disciples, kind of as commander-in-chief of the church, his marching orders to them. He was about to die. He was about to go to the cross. And it was right during that week that Kirsten was talking about earlier that he gave these instructions. And so there's a sense of urgency about, about his words. And, and we've, we have felt as a church that uh, these texts are meaningful for us uh, uh, in preparation for the sabbatical. Uh, not because I plan on dying. Uh, not because I don't plan on coming back. But they're just general good instructions for the church. They're important for us, and I believe it fits with this sabbatical season for us as a church. And in the first week, we talked about how that Jesus didn't really leave clear instructions as to who's in charge here. He kind of said, I'm going. But he never really said, okay, Peter, you're, you're, you're taking my place. You're, you're, in, you're in charge now. He didn't do that. Uh, he... What he did was he got a towel and a basin and washed all his disciples' feet. And he said, that's what you're to do for one another. You're to become a servant community. And if you will be that, then I can still be in charge. I will still be Lord of my church. And I will still lead you and direct you. And so he did this formative act of washing as their Lord and their God, washing their feet and, and showing them that true leadership is serving and true rulership is, is, is serving. And then in the second week, he kind of left ambiguity about where we're going. He didn't leave a five-year or ten-year goal. He didn't leave them a vision statement or a mission statement. All he did was, he said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. And so his heart was, is if, is this, is, is, this is not just about going somewhere. You are going somewhere. This is, but it's a journey. It's a way. And Christianity, for the first few hundred years, was actually called the way. The way. Because it, it was seen as a journey. And so uh, there was this sense of Christ uh, calling them to be a, a home, to the fa- a place, a way home to the Father. Uh, there's enough room in the Father's house for everybody. There's a radical embrace, a radical inclusion and, and I, I believe that's his heart for us, is this radical heart that embraces those we wouldn't naturally embrace in our humanity. But because of that incredible love of God, that embrace, embrace is expanded. And that's the vision and heart of our church. And so we come today to our, our, our third text from... Um, um, <clears throat> Now, where's the on button? That would be key, wouldn't it? There we go. There we go. We come to our text today, a very well-known and loved text. We love it in the vineyard for obvious reasons. From John 15 about the vine and the branches. In fact, one of the first vineyard songs ever written was based on this song. You are the vine. You remember that one? Yeah, that'll date you if you remember that one. All right? Um, Let's look at it together. Jesus said this, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that, that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. 
You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. So for those of you that are worried about being cut off, if you've heard and believed his word, you are clean. Then you don't need to worry about that cutting off part. That's what he's saying. Verse 4, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Just going to say that again. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you believe that? Verse 6. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away. And it withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now I'm going to read on. There's some more here in a minute. But before I do, I want to point out that Jesus is not saying this to you, Esther. He's not saying it to you, Aldona. He's not saying it to you, Scott. We live in Western society in an ocean of what I call individualism. He's saying it to yous. Problem with you for us is we don't have a plural for it. It could be singular or plural, right? But he's, let's, let's for expedient purposes come up with a word. Yous. If you're Patrick, it's y'all, right? If you're from Texas, it's y'all. But he's speaking y'all. Okay, he's not speaking to you, he's speaking y'all. That's really important here, okay? It's really important. Uh, he's addressing a community. That's the first thing I want to point out. The second thing is, is in the form of a question. So, if he's speaking to a community, what does it look like for a community that really believes his words that without me you can do nothing. What does that look like? How does that community posture itself? Very important, especially for the next five months. I mean, it's really important all the time, but I really want to leave this with you strongly. What does it look like? Well, I think the answer if I may be so bold, is actually right in the text. Verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in, me, in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And you see this lived out in the early church. They lived that out. They had, they had very gifted, qualified, talented people but when you find them in the book of Acts, where do you find them again and again and again? Is it a strategy meeting? Is it a planning meeting? Is it an organizational meeting? Not that those things aren't important. They really are. But what was the priority? They were on their faces. 
And their prayer was like the prayer of the Koreans that I heard in the world's largest church in 1985 when I stood there and I walked in the auditorium and there's this roar that filled the auditorium and as I came in 20 minutes early, it was already packed and I thought, man, these people talk loud. And then when I looked around, nobody was talking. I saw they were all on their, on their, in their pews and they were rocking back and forth and they were crying out to God. And that went on for 20 minutes while I sat there in the pre-service. And when the 10 o'clock service time started, there was this big bell at the start that went boing and then they all stopped I thought man we need bells to get going they got they need bells to stop them and they had this classic prayer Lord the North Koreans and are to the north the Chinese are to the west the Japanese are to the east and we have nothing but ocean to the south Lord we have no one but you and so, because they have no one but God, their church is now over a million members. No one but God. So the posture of a church that knows that without Christ they can do nothing is on their knees. And they march on their knees. I love the old Petra song, Wade. Get on your knees and fight like a man. Remember that one? Good old... 80s Christian rock. <laughs> uh, so let's go on. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands, and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. <laughs> this is, can you, Kirsten, where are you? Can you imagine? This is somebody that's talking, knowing what he's about to go through. Most prominent, talking about love and joy. Verse 12. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you, Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. So my question for you is, what are the signs of fruitfulness? Karen talked about this on Friday night at, at our night of prayer. And this has actually been on my heart for about four weeks. I've been pondering this. What does God regard? Because often when we hear fruitfulness, we hear the word success, right? Okay. What do we mean by success? How does Jesus measure success? What are the markers of success? If success is what he calls fruitfulness, which he says is critical, how do we measure that? In a way that does not, is not co-opted by the world's sense of bigger is better and more bums in the pews and more bigger budgets and all of those things which are not wrong in themselves. There's nothing wrong with those things in themselves. But we all know you can have all of that and still not be fruitful. Right? And on the other hand, not be irresponsible and say, ah, those things don't matter and we'll just be sloppy and, 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 and not good stewards. Right? There, there's two extremes there. How do we do that? What does fruitfulness look like 
And I got a text from Veronica this morning. Can't make it. So sad. She's coming next Sunday, Easter Sunday. But what does fruitfulness look like for a person like Veronica? What does fruitfulness look like for the guy in the Dropbox who was, who's 26 years old, but when he was bo- since he's been born, he's had this mass deformity on his face and can do nothing but lay on his back and allow people to bathe him, change him, feed him. And, he, and his gift is he smiles. What does fruitfulness look like for him? Well, again, I think the clue is right in the text, isn't it? You are my friends if you do what I command. Now, can you imagine me going up to you and saying, you're my friend if you do what I command you? <laughs> that's kind of how it comes across, isn't it? But that's, that's not what he's saying. Of course, we know that. He's, he's talking about true friends will, will do, what, do what your friend loves, what your friend values, what, what's, what's on your friend's heart. This is, this is all about relationship and intimacy. Verse 15 I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know. So he quickly qualifies that, doesn't he? Servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends, your partners in this. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. Do you understand? Do you know that you are the elite? That God has made that available to anybody who wants that? That whosoever will may come? That there's no second class, third class, fourth class, no untouchables, no upper class? That we've been made no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God through the blood of Jesus and through grace, through what Christ has done. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will remain, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, there it is again, the Father will give you. Verse 17, this is my command. This is my command. Love each other. What is fruit? You know, I'll give you an example. Two or three times a year I visit my grandkids or they visit me. Whenever they're coming or wherever I'm going, I brace myself. (laughs) Because I know it's going to be a radical change in lifestyle. It's 24-7, folks. I'm telling you... I kind of like, you know, I, for rest time, I like to read and, you know, read and read. And I like quiet, right? And I like being alone. That's how I replenish. I'm an introvert. And so I, we, go, we arrive at my daughter's house, and there's four grandkids all sleeping. It's, it's 7 o'clock in the morning. I get up stealthily to see if I can have a little quiet time. All of a sudden, I hear this thump. Boom. And I know the day's on. It's on. And I'll tell you, it's on. It's breakfast. It's changing. It's reading books. It's going to play parks. It's going swimming. It's going to play basketball with the oldest one. And oh, just nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Oh, they're going to have a nap. Oh, and this one still needs a book. You know, it's just not. It's just go, 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 go. And finally, I'm just going, okay, they're all in bed. Woohoo! Nine o'clock, they're in bed. Woohoo! I can read. So I open my book to read. I'm out. I'm gone. But as I'm just falling asleep, I notice something. Can anybody know, think about what I notice that's going on in my heart? What's going on? It's called joy. Unbelievable joy. And so, can I 
offer to you that whatever we do, we want to do it well, and I, don't, I think good goals are good and they can serve and help us to, to love well. But whatever we do, the question is, have we loved well? That is fruitfulness. And Jesus says it right in there. That is fruit, is loving well, loving better, getting better and better and better as a community at loving. Loving one another, loving our neighborhood, loving our world, loving those things that Kirsten talked about this morning, those passions that God has put on our heart. Jesus started this whole series of messages by, it's, it's, it started by saying that he loved his disciples at the, right to the very end. And we said that the key to finishing well as a believer is making the decision to never stop loving. Easier said than done, right? Thus is the word of the Lord. So let's look at our year. Our year from 2014 was an amazing year. Uh, I won't take a lot of time because I want to give time for some of our practical financials and things like that. But just to quickly, I think it's good to remind ourselves of the incredible 25th anniversary that we had almost exactly a year ago where we took 25 years and we packed it into two hours. And... This is Greg Trainer. He was the first person to go out and plant a church from our church. He came from Sydney, Australia to celebrate with us, and he announced to us that we were grandparents, that they had also planted out churches in the Sydney area. And uh, we had people send in videos and clips, and, and uh, just you, you all, Wade and Joe and Gloria and everybody just pitched in and did such an amazing job to to celebrate that so appropriately. It was so wonderful. And by the way, I really got thousands of pictures together to present at the 25th anniversary, but I looked through all my files, and I don't have any pictures of the 25th anniversary. So anybody has any? Could you send some to me? Thanks. That would be really good. There were sad things. David Johnson, who is part of our church, a lot through the early millennium, part of the millennium. He didn't come a lot in the last few years, but still stayed in touch with us all, passed away last year. And a lot of you would not have remembered him, but Wooly does there, you see. And we had just a very tender farewell for David. And two weeks after our 25th anniversary, we were given notice by the Salvation Army that... They were going to sell the building, and sadly, they had to tell us to leave. They were very gracious about it. And so we went on a four-month adventure of just saying, Lord, where are you leading us? And God so graciously led us through prayer and fasting, through brothers and sisters encouraging us to, into a new home here at St. David's. Sorry, I just had to show this. But this was my first sermon in St. David's. And... Uh, I don't think I've had any more, more likes on my Facebook <laughs> than this photo. I don't know what it was about it. But this guy likes to be here. This eagle was perched on our cross last Sunday and uh, has made himself home. By the way, Friday night at our night of prayer, he was up there again. Not sure if he's there today. Is he there? Hallelujah. Oops. Sorry, don't. <laughs> Father, forgive me for I have sinned. All right. The, the ha is in the box. Just, okay. Never get the Pentecostal totally out of me, eh? 
All right. So our lower post mission was unbelievable. Unbelievable team. Art and Dixie were up there for us. Such a lovely team we had. We had our teens come up with us, Esther, and, or some of them, Esther and, and Aiden, were up there with us. Just such a highlight. This guy had never been in a church since he left residential school in the 19, uh, I think it was 19, 1980s. He'd never been in a church, had never darkened a church door. And when we went out on the land with the First Nations, he came out to our meeting and he said, Gordy, I have never been to a church since I left residential school. This is my first meeting. And he just looked at me with these incredible eyes, shook my hand. That's a hook, by the way, so he didn't shake my, my hand with his hook. He shook my hand with his other. And he said, thank you for coming. It was one of the most moving moments of my, all of my years in Lower Post. Another moving thing for me was that when our homestay students, for the first time, one of them wanted to come with us. And so he joined with us at Lower Post. And for me to discover the parallel journey between the Koreans' uh, colonization in, in Korea by the, by the Japanese and the colonization of the First Nations here by the, the British Empire. Incredible uh, parallels in their journeys. Help me understand why they get along so well. It's amazing. So our goals last year were intentionally to cultivate spiritual gifts, to multiply by equipping and mentoring, to build multi, multi-generational focus, to culti- continue to cultivate that radical embrace, to build community and shared life, to pay off Camp Sunrise. We had a big camp debt. You remember at our annual meeting last year, we announced that, by the way, that goal was, I think, fulfilled by the end of the meeting, which was pretty cool, at least in pledges. To determine a place called home, because by then we knew we didn't have a place as of September the 1st, so we were... That was going to be important. And we were already getting inclinations that we were to prepare for our sabbatical year. And based on that, we're sensing that our goals this year obviously are to effectively implement a sabbatical as a church, to intentionally cultivate spiritual gifts, and to multiply by equipping and mentoring again. I think these three are together. It's that whole patch over the overfunctioning eye so the lazy eye can, can begin to function. I had to wear a patch in my eye when I was six years old. I had these big thick glasses and a patch because I had this eye that was over-functioning and it, this eye was going, hey, if you want to do all the work, you know, I, I'm happy for you to do it. So, so the doctor said, just put this patch over your eye and this eye will start working better. So it was a therapy. So I, I looked like a pirate, six years of age. So it's kind of that strategy I think the Lord is doing here. Build multi-generational focus. I love that about our church. We want to continue to work hard at that. Cultivate that radical embrace. Uh, you know, Kathleen and I had to go through the downtown east side yesterday, and, and our hearts were just torn. It's, we haven't been down there for a little while, and I feel like we need to go back there more often just to, just to not lose sight of the fact that we live in probably the most wealthiest and most impoverished city in the world at the same time. That's, that's pretty much where, where, where we're at. It's unbelievable. And, and it's not going to help by throwing meal programs at them and missions. and These things are not making a dent. It's systemic. There's the, it's the kingdom of God. It's where we all can come and sit at the same table and be a family together. It's, it's relational disconnection. And I believe that's what we offer 
to the city. To build community and shared life. And I, I think that our small groups are in a very healthy state. I think this has been a wonderful thing, and we want to build on our strengths. We want to build relationships with our neighbors in our neighborhood. Being here at St. David's is such a blessing, and, and it's such a joy to be able to network with the, 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 uh, the different networks and, and uh, organizations in the neighborhood. And Gloria, where are you? She's got a good report, too, just with regards to our community garden. She's been working so hard on this. She's been networking. She's been connecting with people in the neighborhood. Come and give us a, a quick, quick report. Thank you. Well, the community garden is coming together, and I had applied for a grant at Hastings Sunrise, the maximum you could apply for was $1,500, and I wasn't sure how to make it work, so I went to grant writing um, a workshop, and uh, lo and behold, I got an email a couple of days ago that it, the whole $1,500 was approved, so we have money for soil, for plants, for seeds, and also for a party. Part of what some, the, the grant proposal had to include was a community event. So we are partnering with the community to throw a great big barbecue. That's and awesome. I have tentatively scheduled it for June 21st, of course, with approval from the congregation. But that's just so neat. Sounds awesome. And in the meantime, uh, there have been quite a few people from the congregation that have stepped forward and are wanting to participate. So um, we will be starting on the gardens very, very soon. Uh, I have been partnering with Pandora Gardens a bit and um, with the Food Resource Network, I think it's called. And so just really reaching out in the, in the different areas to see what it is that we can do with the people in the community and, and where we can go for this. I still want to apply for some grants to build raised beds because that's the goal, um, and St. David's is totally with us on that, that you know, they would actually prefer to see raised beds than the way the garden beds have been set up out there right now. So it's really pretty exciting. And out of um, all of this networking, uh, an acquaintance of mine, Hillary, who is here today, is sitting at the back. Yeah, uh, awesome. Welcome, Hillary. Welcome. Uh, she's a, a big part of Pandora Gardens, and uh, I met her through a couple of different events. And she is putting together um, a Vancouver flash mob event. And it's going to be for all ages. It's vocal, instrumental, and percussion from student, amateur, to professional. And her musicians are going to be rehearsing. Anybody who wants to participate is a musician, so anyone within the congregation is definitely welcome to be part of the musical team as well, um, young and old. Um, the first re rehearsal is here on April 4th. And, there, um, and also anyone who wants to participate in the flash mob, which was, is going to be Saturday, May 16th. And um, who knows what may develop from that. I know Hillary has been talking about maybe doing something uh, more on the east side with the flash mob. So uh, that's been a really cool development. And we have some sheets at the back that talk about Facebook, um, her Facebook page, and how you can be involved. So uh, thanks for coming today, Hillary. And just thanks, everyone, for your support around the community garden, because 
it certainly is far more than I can do by myself, that's for sure. Awesome. Thank you, Gloria. So that's, I just so appreciate the way that Gloria has taken this on. This is so in the heart of, of our vision for this year to just build relationships with the neighbors in the neighborhood and even in our sabbatical, even though we're in Asia for May or for April, there's a lot of our sabbatical that will actually be in town. And that's our heart too, is just to be present to our neighbors, to, to just be in our home. And uh, this is our neighborhood. I live within a five, 10 minute walk of here. And uh, it's just such a dream come true uh, for that. And we wanna see that replicated in your neighborhoods throughout the city. That's, that's our heart, that's our vision. And, uh, and Dan uh, Attridge just raves about Aldona and Gloria and, and, the, and the way that he's just, that they've just uh, lifted his burden so much. He's just, he's so blessed by them. So thank you guys for that. So, so important. And, uh, and so we're going to also pursue, uh, oh, one more thing I should say about this, about St. David's is, is uh, uh, we're going to pursue more of a long-term relationship with them in the fall uh, to see if they're open to that, to see if it's doable. It's obviously all in the proposal stage right now, but even something of a three to five year lease where with the personnel we have, we take on more of the management of the building and, um, and just work with the neighborhood, work and just take Dan's, because Dan is, is doing this all volunteer. And so we'd like to just bless the diocese on, one, on, on, on that end. But also, I think it would, it's a mutual blessing because we can just then really steward this building and, and love it and take care of it. And they've actually blessed other evangelical congregations in the city to do that in, the, in some of the parish churches. And it's been a real beautiful synergy of relationships. So be praying for that. I've sent a proposal into the diocese about that. And, and I just uh, desire to, to, to work again with everyone here, Kawasa, the Nishka group, just work with everybody, the brownies. Uh, the choirs, it's all good. And then pursue next steps with lower posts. And because I'm not going to be here to be able to prepare a team this year, I still feel that God wants me to go somehow this year. But I feel it's to be more in a, in a, in a relational way, perhaps meet with the chiefs, the elders. They're, they're all friends of mine. I love them. And just sit down with them in a, in a connection way and just say, hey, how can we bridge divides and, and, and see a church planted? It doesn't have to be a vineyard name. It doesn't have to be anybody's name. It can be your church. How would you guys want a church to be? How can you lead this church? And how can we just serve you and support that? And so um, maybe go on the land uh, with some of my friends and, and, uh, and just do it in a smaller, more intimate, relational way. But still really working hard at fostering that relationship with Lower Post is really important. And, and Danny Martin is really important in all that. He has a real vision for planting a native-led church out of our church into this area, especially in the, in the biggest urban res that we have right over here. Uh, he just really has a heart to see that. And I told him, Danny, we're totally behind that. Uh, he's asked for permission to even contact some of my First Nations friends to involve them in it. I said, go for it, man. Some of these guys need a vision. Jump in on it. So be praying for that. Danny is... His timeline is about a year, and he wants to be back. So uh, he's up in Kitimat right now. <clears throat> so just an update on the sabbatical. Not much to say other than what I've already been, I just said. Um, we, we plan on going to Asia for uh, April. Uh, we're going to be back in Vancouver for, 
from, uh, for the first two weeks of May. And then Kathleen will still have to work tutoring. Uh, it's just simply to keep ties and relationship with her job. It's something that's quite restful. She won't be doing the homestays because that, that we feel would be out of the, the spirit of the sabbatical. But uh, I will take two weeks at the latter part of uh, May for a retreat away. Then back here for a, a lot of June. And then the last part of the sabbatical will be uh, with guess who? Um, <clears throat> Uh, the generations, uh, children, grandchildren, and, and parents. Uh, I want to spend some meaningful time with my uh, 80-something parents in Calgary. So really, really looking forward to that. Just a faith promise update. Do we have a total so far on what our monthly promises are? I think our goal was 650. What's our total now? Well, you... Yeah, but there was more that came in today. That's what I was waiting for, yeah. Is anybody good at math? 990? Do I have a 10? Anybody here with 10? Let's round it off. Oh, we got a 10. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> that is so awesome. Now, uh, just, uh, just a quick reminder that, that how the faith promise works is that. You, you, you see the need, and monthly you pray and you ask God to provide for you to be, give, to be able to give this extra beyond your normal giving. And uh, the deal is, as he provides it, you give it. That's all. Uh, some people get a bit passive and they say, well, if it shows up, I'll give it. But there is actually a part that you play in, in being really uh, proactive in your prayer. It's just back to what we said. Without him, we can do nothing. So again, asking the Lord. So that's why we said, what do you have faith to ask God for? Pray, pray it in, I guess, to, to use the old Pentecostal term. Just pray it in, and, and then as he provides, you give. Now, I know there's the question of we're over our goal, and what, we, we, what will we do with that? And I want to talk about that in a minute when we get to financials. So I'm going to just invite Sarah up with uh, Monica or whoever else is involved, and just... Uh, uh, present our, our budget and, and financial statements. These have been approved by our board. They will appear on the Canada Revenue Agency website for public viewing. And uh, so uh, Sarah will just give a, a brief presentation and then we'll give some time a little bit later for some Q&A. And by the way, just so appreciate Sarah. She has worked so hard. This week, uh, way beyond the call of duty, uh, night and day, and, uh, and Monica, thank you, Monica, she had extra, extra stuff this week. Uh, Monica had to stay up a little extra in lower post because a friend of ours, Freddie, uh, died, and, and uh, we, we, I'm so glad that she could be there just to be, represent us uh, in, in, in uh, honoring his, his death. He became very close to some of us, very dear. So, uh, so thanks, you guys, with all the extenuating circumstances to pull that off. So bless you as you share. Okay, it's up to 1,200 now, folks. <laughs> Yeah, so if anybody who doesn't have um, the handouts, if they can put their hand up and Monica will... Did you get one? Did you get the financial investor? 
supposed to stay up with you, aren't you? <laughs> did you get those, Esther? You want some? Okay. No, no, just just the sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Esther didn't get any. So I was just gonna, whatever you want. I was just gonna have, um, so this kind of I think represents both. So we'll just give a brief presentation of whatever you wanted to share about the budget. Yeah, and, and then you can maybe budget first and then finances, would that be? Sure. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're gonna do the budget first. So if you wanna pull that one, I think it's actually at the back. Um, so if you can pull that last page out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to really touch on the items that have um, changed in value, where something stayed the same. If you have questions at the end, that's fine, but um, not too much to say about those. Um, so the first one that has gone up is under ministry categories, external resourcing and coaching, and that's the speaker honorarium. And that was really around the fact that Gordy and Kathleen will be away, and we're going to have lots more guest speakers. And when we want to bless them, we wanted to make sure we had sufficient um, funds to do that. A um, couple lines down, kids and youth supplies, that one went down, and that is because we looked at the actuals and we realized that um, we've been over-budgeting. Um, and so we've, we've made that more in line with what we've been spending and also based on what the teachers were telling us they needed for the upcoming year. Um, under payroll, that's gone up a little bit, and that is due to the fact that um, for the period of the sabbatical, we're adding four weeks um, onto Joanna, or four hours per week onto Joanna's schedule. Uh, under operations, general supplies and expenses, that one's also gone up because um, of the lift license. So... Last year we got a grant and we hope to again this year, but of course that's not a given, so we need to put it in the budget in the event that we don't get that grant. So we're just trying to sort of be responsible there. Uh, church and director's insurance, that just went up a little bit by 100 bucks, so we needed to cover that. Uh, printing, that one's gone up. It went down last year because the intent was to take care of returning the photocopier and that didn't actually happen. So this year we've budgeted um, to do that so that we can... Um, return the photocopier and get one that's a little bit more cost-effective because that's currently not very cost-effective, the one that we have. And, oh, the telecommun telecommunications went down. We um, realized that TELUS had been overcharging us and we got a refund and our bill has gone down, so that one we were able to reduce, so that was good news. We also added a line for additional amount for savings, so what we're hoping to do this year is um, start being proactive in setting aside money so that we um, can start saving and, and have some money to do things that we need to do. And so we wanted to put that as a budget item. Um, and then we also included the faith promise, which uh, originally we had been hoping for 650 for six months. Um, but as you heard today, we're, we pretty much doubled that, so that's awesome. But we wanted to account for the minimum, so we put that in there. And so this year, that all came to the fact that um, we're going to be budgeting on a monthly basis 11000 which is up from 10000 and we're hoping that, um, and praying, that um, we'll reach that and be able to, to do way more than, than we were able to do in this past year, although I think we might have made 11000 this month, so that's good. Yeah, so 
Yeah, so any questions on that? On any of those items? Or anything that I haven't talked about? Sorry, what was the question? I'll go over that in a minute. Oh, Gordy's going to cover that off on his pie slides, I think. On the pie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Monica? Monica's just going to give an overview on the financials. This is from 2014. So the other two, I'll just put it on the thing here. You have two other sheets that were handed out, a balance sheet and an income statement, which is two-sided. And the income statement has the 2014 budget alongside the income and expenses. Now, I think I'll start with the income, well, yeah, we'll start with the income statement. I've, what we've done, we've broken the revenue into designated funds and general fund donations. Our general fund donations is what we operate the church on. The, the designated funds are anything that somebody specifies, this is what I want the money to go to, and then it's spent accordingly. Um, you'll notice that our gen general donations, we had a shortfall of a total of about 5,400. Well, actually, more than that. But thanks to that really wonderful rebate from TELUS, that made that less of a negative. We also had the money coming in from revenue from other sources was, is the amount is 10,150.84. That includes the 3,000 refund from TELUS, plus the money from the Vineyard Resource Canada, which Gordy will talk about that, right? That amount is stopped as of last year. Okay, and then our expenses. The designated money... Actually, I'll jump back, go back a bit. Designated funds revenue was a total of just under 30000 The money that we then paid out for designated fund disbursements was... 23,000, so you say, well, what happened to the 7,000? We actually received in that 7,000 extra last year, and that was actually to pay off the camp bill from the previous year. So basically, all the money that came in designated has been paid out exactly, <coughs> almost dollar for dollar. General fund disbursements, um, the, with the revenue being a little lean last year and a few months, um, we also were able to hone back some of the expenses as well. So our general fund expenses, we were under budget by 4500 so pretty much breaking even for the year. And then, you, then you'll look at the bottom, you go, we have a net income. How is that possible if we were running behind? Well, we basically had extra monies come in that caught us up. We started the year off minus... So that net income helped us to basically break even for the year, which is great because I've been keeping track of the historical monies coming in, and the last two, three years have been really cutting it fine every year, and we've always been running about a month behind or half a month behind, but this last year we actually have come to a point where we've broken even, so that's fantastic. Um, yeah. So with... The budget changes that we're proposing and with the faith promises 
Um, it's completely doable based on the history and the and the dedication and the um, from the members and the commitment to uh, put give back to God what yeah. He's given to us. So I, I think 2015 is you know has all the indication of being a great year, especially if we trust God to do that for us. Yeah. It's going to be a great year, even with our senior pastor team being away for a few months. It's God has nothing but blessings for us. Any questions? Yeah, Kim. Can we do the Q and A later? Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Okay. For a Q and A. Okay, and then. Okay. You just mark down your questions so you don't forget them, and I'll bring uh, Sarah and Monica back up. Okay, I think yeah. that's it for me. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. So. Uh, Sarah and Monica for that. Just, just to give you a little bit, of, I want to give you a, a, a picture of, of our operating budget um, as it's been presented today, just to help you understand. So we have VRC, the question was already asked. VRC stands for Vineyard Resource Canada. Vineyard Resource Canada is, our is Vineyard Canada, our national vineyard movement that we are a part of, that we give 5%. It's part of our tithe. And that goes to... Um, uh, supporting our, our national office that resources us. Uh, they dis disperse some of those funds to the regions. So there's British Columbia, the Prairies, Ontario, and the Maritimes, the Atlantic provinces that all have regional teams that also have a budget that they operate from to resource churches. And as you know, I've been serving on both of those teams for years. Um, and I was on the national team uh, with Kathleen for the last four years. And that is now... That is the national team has become David and Anita Roos, who will also be gathering a team of volunteers to work closely with them. And Bob uh, Hughes, who's an incredible resource, he's made himself available to our board for any uh, CRA questions, things like that. So it's, it's our, our umbrella movement. They also, uh, there's missions, there's church planting, there's, there's all of those initiatives involved with that. Clear? All right, so the second part is missions, 5%. And this includes 1% of our general that we have allocated towards YWAM missions, which specifically is related to jo Joanna and Wade um, support. And uh, we take that and, and we send that to YWAM. It also includes 1% of our general, which off both of those are often supplemented by designated giving. And I'm going to talk about designated giving because you can't just designate to whatever you want. There are spe specific uh, qualifications for designated giving that, that we need to make sure that everybody understands. Uh, there's also a 3% kind of uh, cushion there that we've made available for missions projects such as Lower Post, when we go on missions to Lower Post. And if we're short, even designated giving would still go into that, and that's often what happened where the team themselves will, will donate towards the trip, and the church will send love offerings, and sometimes people outside have supported that. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I'll, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, admin has been about 25%. Now, that seems quite large, and I'll, I'll, and, but that includes our bookkeeping and accounting. It includes some of the, you know, the, the and, and it's not unconnected to ministry. It's very important. It's very spiritual. 
But I also added some of Joanna's salary and my salary to admin because there's a lot of work that we do that is admin. There's a lot of planning, a lot of organization, a lot of troubleshooting, you know, liaison with the building, uh, those kind of things. The hope is as pastors we can reduce that, but I guesstimated about 50% for you because of the scheduling and things like that. And I put 10% for me, which I think is conservative, but we'll stick, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that story. Uh, so 25% of, of our budget, I would say, is admin. Uh, uh, savings, I'm so excited about this. I think this is a step of faith that, uh, that Sarah and the team are, have initiated this. We would like a three-month emergency fund, three-month budget's worth emergency fund that we can just have there so that when we hit those hard times, those low times, that there's not a panic, that we have something to draw from. We don't panic anyway, but um, at least some of us. So... Um, uh, we're, well, we're learning. How, how about that? We're learning, right? And uh, then facilities. This is our rental. It's about twenty grand a month, a year uh, that we're paying for that. And then, then I put the rest as people ministry. So this is staff, pastoral staff uh, that are direct our hours that are directly being invested in people, as well as uh, some of our ministries, children and youth, uh, those kinds of things. Um. I thought this would be enlightening for you. This is our monthly giving patterns from 2014. How many have ever been to the Rockies? Now, can you understand why it's a little bit difficult to set a budget? See, a budget is supposed to be based on what you anticipate your income will be, and you can see how that, that gets a bit dicey sometimes, and that's a little bit of what Monica was referring to. To change the picture, how about this? So... So I did a calculation, and I'm not a great mathematician, but I figured out that between, literally between one month and the next, there was a difference in, in one given month of 6000 So between, I think it was March and April, there was a $6,000 difference. Isn't that amazing? So we're not ungrateful for those, those, but just something to pray into, that the Lord would just bring more consistency. I know some of that, you know, uh, somebody comes into a blessing they're not, they're not expecting. Uh, or, you know, there's, there's lump sums that come in, and we're grateful for those things. But we'd like to see where, where that stabilizes um, on the upper side of things. Let's, let's make that clear. Um, uh, just a couple of things to clarify on our designated giving policy. And board, uh, feel free to jump in if I, if I say anything wrong here. But basically, designated giving, it must be a pre-authorized ministry project by the board of directors, okay? Now, or, I didn't say or else. <laughs> That's not what that means. Sounds, sounds like a threat, doesn't it? It's not a threat. Must be a pre-authorized ministry project by the board of directors. In other words, you can't say, you know, you know I, I really like my wife, Kathleen, and uh, I want to bless her, so I'm going to designate an offering towards her and uh, bless her, and then I get a tax receipt for it. The, the government has a phrase for that called money laundering, all right? Can't do that. Uh, the, the government has a policy called director-directed uh, director designated giving. In other words, it's director-designated giving. It has to be directed by the directors. So when you designate, it's an approved project by the church. Uh, so it must be a pre- or it must be a pre-approved expense you've incurred and are donating towards an approved budget line item. 
So in other words, maybe you want to bless the children's ministry. Then if that's an approved budget line item, and you want to say, buy them cookies, and donate those cookies and get a receipt for that, please get that pre-approved, especially in the area of supplies and expenses. We found in the last year the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing a lot of times, and some unnecess unnecessary expenses were incurred. And not, It's not huge, but just we want to be good stewards and streamline. So we're just, you know, if you're not sure, just talk to any of our stewardship, who I will introduce in a minute. And it must be an offering beyond the tithe. So in other words, the tithe goes into the general. And offerings can either go into the general or beyond into designated giving. And the reason we do that, it, imagine you have a community house where you're all agreed that you're going to share the expenses of the house. And you go, we got rent, we got utilities. These are things that if we don't get evicted, we're going to have to take care of. But what if somebody in the house says, you know what, I don't want to just buy into that pool. I, 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 I'm just going to... You know, I really have a vision for a big screen in my bedroom and a surround sound, and that's where I'm going to pour my resources. You know, and, and that'll be wonderful uh, until you all get evicted from the house, right? So there's this sense that we're a family. There's this sense that we're all investing, and our, tr our, our, our heart follows our treasure. So when you, tr you treasure your heart into the local church family, we take care of those basic things, and then some of the, the, uh, the fun, you know, some of the more sexy things, we could say, we can do, you know, as, as we, we meet some of those basic needs. And you see this principle all through the Bible. I mean, there was this, uh, in Haggai, it says that these people all wanted to do their own thing, and, and they were saying, well, we'll offer to the Lord uh, something here and something there, and, and God called that high places. He said, that, that's a spirit of independence. He said, bring it to, the, bring it to that place I have... I have ordained. All right? Mark. Uh, I just wanted to uh, uh, make a clear example of, of what uh, Gordon's saying. Uh, so, for example, um, on, in, the, in the budget, it says uh, speaker honorary for one of the uh, line items. And the reason for that is because if you want to give a love offering to, uh, uh, to one of the speakers, you can't just break the name. That's an example of where you talk about yeah. the funny one. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, and, and we've given an opportunity for you to designate, even though we've got a budget for that, uh, if somebody comes through and blesses you, just designate speaker honorarium, and what the board can do is then look at our overall budget and bless that person. By the way, Jerry, uh, Jerry, Gary and Joy, I was going to say Jerry and Goy, uh, were so blessed by our love offering. We gave them something like 750 bucks. They were blown away. And folks, when we sent that to them, you, you need to know, we were so broke. And I was so happy to just be able to bless them with that. So thank you. Uh, awesome. So you need to know this, and we're going to publish this. So you, you can have it in your hand, maybe in the bulletin or at the back, maybe on our website we could do this. There's different ways. But just so you know, the VEV designated projects are coaching and resourcing, as you've already seen. Uh, benevolence, that, again, this is if, you, if there's somebody in need in our church, uh, we don't tend to give out cash, but we like to help with, if it's, if it's uh, you know, groceries or maybe helping get uh, uh, support and that kind of thing. It might require uh, help, but just getting alongside of people. Um, missions, and uh, we proposed uh, and church planting, and I have that in brackets with an asterisk because that hasn't been formally approved by the board, but there seems to be a pretty warm response to us doing that. And underneath that, 
is YWAM Missions, as we've already mentioned, Hope for the Nations, which is an orphanage for uh, children at risk in, in Burma, Myanmar, uh, children in the Golden Tri Triangle, child soldiers, um, uh, just a wonderful missions project, Lower Post Missions, and this is, again, being proposed church planting missions because uh, there are new vineyard church plants that's going out. And, and we want to plant out. We want to plant out into your neighborhoods and communities. I think that's our dream is, is not for, for, for this massive mall type of church, but for, for little families and communities just scattered throughout the city, but very intricately related throughout the city. So come on up, back up, Monica and, and Sarah. Uh, any other Q&A? I know some of you had raised your hands earlier. Uh, Kim. Oh, right. Okay, let me, let me say it simply like this. The bottom line is the board has to, first of all, look at, the, at what actually comes in. And that's why it's important. And thank you for mentioning that. That's a very important thing. It's important, and, and I should have actually had that as a designated project. You should, you should uh, say faith promise for the amount that you give on your offering envelope. So we need to be able to track it, okay? So that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, if we actually, in reality, get more than the faith promise, then the board then has to have the discretionary powers to decide what to do with that. For example, maybe the staff hours are not enough. They could increase that. However, you need to know, and, I, and I've, maybe it's my lack of faith, and I apologize for this, but um, Wade and Joe share t uh, 12 hours a week uh, uh, on staff up to the end of December, eight of those hours were supported by Vineyard Resource Canada, and that stopped. Okay? Yeah. So that's eight hours that we have to come up with. Secondly, we added four more hours for the, for the sabbatical. For, so in reality, we need 12 more hours. And unfortunately, the goal that I gave reflected eight hours, not 12. So I think we need to first make sure those 12 hours are covered. And I'm, I'm just proposing this board. You have to decide that. But that's what I'm proposing, is make sure those 12 hours are, are made up for. And then if we have surplus, then we can add hours. That's what I'd suggest. So, and if the 12 hours are not covered, Yes. Yeah. That's right. I think we'll have to audit that. Good, thanks, Kim. Up until now, we've been paying out 12 hours a month for Joe and Wade consistently. Yeah. So. And it's going up to 16. Yeah. 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 Right. Good point. That's right. And maybe that's why the Lord's providing the surplus. Maybe. Yeah. So I think it's important the board just track it and... Yeah. Rick? Uh, so I assume from what uh, Monica was saying that we've uh, paid off the cash fund right? Yep.
Yeah. Yeah, we just asked for it to be pre-approved just so we're all on the same page together. And, and again, we highly recommend, I mean, if we highly recommend that, that that be an offering beyond your tithes. And the reason is, is if we all did that, well, I don't need to say any more, okay? So there you go. But, al- but al- yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Also, they've been um, so gracious to us. Yeah. Also, you know, if, if by chance one Sunday there doesn't seem to be enough supplies out, it doesn't mean we don't have it. So definitely talk to Aldona or Gloria because they know what supplies we have, and maybe if something is running out, you know, they'll need to know or they already know about it. Any yeah. other questions, Kim? question. Uh, fundraisers, I believe some of that was for helping pay the camp bill. Um, to $765, right. Yeah, I believe some of it you would would have been put under shared meal, shared meals and events. Um, what else? I think some of it was might have been for lower post as well. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. Sorry, I don't have the complete answer for that. Which? At the moment, uh, it's $143 and change a month. Plus, there's an annual usage thing. It's about $250 a year. Uh, we're looking at, I think it's about $1,000. So. Yeah. That's, that's because to we do have, it well so that it, you know, it's insured and... Yeah. yeah, it has to. It has to come back plus, in a certain plus condition. Plus the expense of, of getting a new printer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great. All right. Okay. If Joanna. Got her covered. 
Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to pray over our pray faith promises, but I want to call up our, our leadership team, which consists of two teams within the team. Uh, I don't see them, uh, I've, I've told them this over and over again, I don't see stewardship as less spiritual than elders. Yeah, you can stay up here. Um, <clears throat> they're both spiritual, they're both needed in the early church, you see both modeled. We call it oversight team, and traditionally in the church they've been called elders. So that includes uh, Joanna and Wade, so I'm going to invite you guys to come up, Kirsten and Dan Pantelti. Uh, Kirsten is our board chair. Uh, from her lovely little study room in Oxford. Um, Karen and Stephen Chu. Karen is our secretary who makes sure that our ducks in a row and uh, we're keeping our paperwork and all that stuff uh, taken care of. Jessica and Peter binger Benyar, and, and then Kathleen and me. And I'm going to invite up our stewardship team, Dean Nauman is an... Board of Directors, Sarah Frino on the Board of Directors, Monica Kelly, bookkeeper, who is in the process of giving that away to Colleen. Colleen's at the back. Bless you, Colleen. And Mark and Lynn Lee. So you'll notice not everybody in our leadership team is on the Board of Directors, and there's, there's a number of reasons for that. We, we just like to keep things clean. So if a person is on staff or if a person is... Um, I think the other issue, like the issue is arm's length. So what we do is, even though we have couples who are also on the, the board, for example, Mark and Lynn Lee, they, ha they share one vote, and then we register only one of the couple. But as far as a leadership team in our consensus building, um, they're, they're both on the team. All right? So I want to pray. I, wanted, I invited them up here first because I wanted to first of all pray over these faith promises. It looks like our total is about to 1,200. So let's all agree in prayer that God will do this. Uh, I really feel, you know, I felt such a strong, I, I know I'm a Pentecostal and I don't like to use this word too often, but I felt a strong anointing in the last three months. Just a strong sense of God's hand. On our, on, on our times together, uh, on the teaching series. Uh, you know, you just kind of know when you hit a gusher. You know what I mean? You just hit a gusher. And I feel like we hit a gusher. Yeah. There's something about sabbatical that is just so in the opposite spirit of, of, of our age. It's just hurry, hurry, hurry. And everybody's just doing more and more and more. And less margins. And, you know, and we're, we're, do, we're doing the opposite. We're stepping back. And, uh, and yet I believe it's... it's is, is less is more. Less is more. So I'd like to bless you on your responses. I'm very touched because I believe that this is your yes to the sabbatical. That's what I hear from this. This is your yes. Uh, you're saying, we sang it Sunday night, or Friday night at the prayer gathering, that great night of prayer. And our, By the way, the results of some of our praying are on the banners. Feel free to look at them. And, uh, on the umbrella. I don't know if you can look at the umbrella. And you can add, absolutely, please. Um, and I know lots of you were with us in spirit. You sent your words, and we shared those. And so, I don't know. Can, can you all stand with me? And I'm just going to invite just some of you to come and lay hands on these faith promises with me. And let's bless them. These loaves and fishes that have be already begun to multiply. My goodness. <laughs> this is amazing. 
Kathleen wants to. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. What was that? Oh. oh. That might be Stepping on the cord. Well, that's, that's good. dead. Okay. Sorry if anybody got scared there. So yeah. we're going to, if anybody wants to join us up here, I know, I know it might get a bit crowded, but. Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to bless these guys. So I want you to help me to bless these guys. We got a beautiful word about uh, the whole church stepping up to cover the sabbatical, not this, just this leadership team. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we want to bless yeah. them and bless you. And yeah. We'll do some more next Sunday, by the way. But yeah, let's uh, pray. The, the, the prayer I have is basically just based on, you know, Elisha's journey. Mm-hmm that I got this morning, and it's not just about this. It's, I think I'm wanting to include everyone out there, and particularly you guys who have just been standing so strong. Uh, you know, Elisha kept on hearing from God, and he gave the king of Israel all the information that was really frustrating the uh, Syrian king. He said, this guy keeps hearing our plans, and we want to go in there and take this guy, these, these uh, people out. And, and when he found out that Elisha kept hearing from God and, and sabotaging his plans, he said, Let, let's, let's do the man of God in. So he, said, he commissioned, as you remember, the army to go and completely surround the city of Dothan where Elisha there was st- was, you know, just praying. And uh, all of a sudden, Elisha's servant saw these guys, and he was just horrified. He said, oh, my gosh, how are we going to survive, right? And uh, Elisha all of a sudden had his eyes open, and he saw the chariots of God. He saw the angels of God that God had commissioned. The chariots of God are tens of thousands, thousands and thousands. And he prayed to, that his servant would have his eyes open to see what God had. And basically the message is, more are they that are for us than they that are against us. All right? And then when, when his servant saw that, he was like, wow, right? And so that's part of what I feel like, you know, Joanna touched on it before. It, it's not like we're just going to survive. This is the time that God's ordained that we thrive. And we have a testimony today of the Garden Project. God has blessed us with that. And so I just want, this is in my heart, just to say to you guys that, you know, and a big thank you for hanging in there. But remember, you have the spirit of Elisha to seek him and to understand and to hear what God is doing. And like Sally said, we're going to learn how to hear from God more and more as we go forward in prayer together, right? So, Lord, we bless uh, this offering of faith from your precious people who do it as an act of love and worship to you. Thank you, Lord. Who believe in what you're doing in our midst, that he who has begun a good work in us will complete it right up until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so, Lord, as a leadership team and on behalf of, of our leadership team, Lord, We receive these offerings and ask for your blessing. And we ask, Lord, for just amazing breakthroughs in finances. Lord, we pray that the spirit of poverty would be broken. 
We pray, Lord, that you would surprise people with unexpected raises and new jobs and, and unexpected sources of income, Lord, that you'll just blow them away, Lord. And Lord, during those times when this, this commitment is tested, that you would just help them to keep their eyes on you, to not panic, to know that you are faithful. And I ask for your protection over our church. Lord, we know that any time we take a step forward, the enemy will challenge every step of the way. So we will not be intimidated. We will not flinch. We will follow. And I pray, Lord, for your abundant provision, not only for our church, but for every person here, that they'll be able to pay their rent. They'll be able yeah. to pay their mortgage. They'll be able to meet their, pay their bills, Lord, and, 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 and have en- enough to be able to be a blessing, to be able to give, Lord. Yeah, and cancel debt, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we just ask for debt to be canceled. Yes, every Lord. Every family. Yes, Every Lord. individual, Lord. Jesus. We name. just ask that it would really be not just a sabbatical year, Lord, but a jubilee year, yes, sabbatical Lord. times sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just in reading about what that means, we named we named Sophia. Sophia is Sophia Joanna Jubilee Pallister because mm-hmm. she was born in the seventh year of our marriage. She was the seventh grandchild on my side of the family. And she was born at 12.01 a.m. on August the 27th. Mm-hmm. And it's the 7 times 7 times 7. <laughs> and so we just ask, Lord, that it would be multiplied. And this is already insane. Mm-hmm. This is insane. Yeah. A $1,200 a month faith prom- promise from a church of our size. <laughs> we can pay our bills sometimes. And this is totally all about yeah. you, God, yeah. and who are and you're extravagant expansive like just unbelievable love for us this is reflected in everything we're looking at this week you who would not give your own son i mean you 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 didn't hold him back yeah i mean will you not give us everything we need would you help us just to be faithful help us just to be faithful Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm just going to invite you to come up and, and lay hands on our leaders just to bless them and pray for them. I know that next week I'm going to be being commissioned and blessed ourselves, so I want to do this today. So just come on up. It's okay, Kirsten. You can. I just wanted to add quickly um, on on the giving side. Um, I'm not on the stewardship team now, but I was for years. And for years, our heart as a stewardship team, like we've always had a pretty small church, and we've always found it a stretch to kind of make month by month. But we made a decision and intent so many years back that rather than kind of worrying every month what was going to if it was all going to be paid and all the rest, we wanted to move against that. And, yeah. and that's where the 10% tithe comes from, mm-hmm. that idea. Um, and I've just seen God's provision so much. And I think that, you know, this is about double what we were hoping for, this faith promise. And to me, it, it's kind of like we're voting with our feet that, yes, Lord, this is, 
This is our church home. We believe in this. This is what we're giving to. But at the same time, I'm aware that so many in our midst are without jobs right now. Either they've lost their yeah. jobs or they're really struggling financially. Yeah. And so if I can encourage everybody, yes, pray for your own provision, for extra provision, but please also be listening if the Lord's directing you to help those families that I know and we know are really struggling right now. And if he gives you, if he says to you, you know, like, go give a hundred bucks to so-and-so, just please have the faith to do that as well, even though you're already being stretched. Yeah? Good job. Yeah. Plant the seed. Thanks, Kirsten. Yeah, and so this team, the, the, especially the eldership, are going to be, uh, well, stewardship as well. Each week, uh, we're having rotations where they will be a support to Wade and Joanna while we're away, uh, just kind of the way that Joanna's been a support to me while I've been here. So just making sure they still have kind of that, you know, someone to bounce stuff off of. And, and uh, I just feel we need uh, an elder. Bob, do you feel like an elder? Yeah. I feel like you should pray for these guys. Yeah, just bless these guys. And I just want to say, Joanna, you can do it. You can do it. You are doing it. We believe in you. We love you. And we, we got your back, girl. Yeah. So, Lord, I just want to bless my dear friend and sister. Bless her faithfulness. Bless this time. It's time, Lord. Just to soar like that eagle, Father God. In Jesus' name. Wade, bro, you're part of the package, buddy. Come on over here. Let me just bless you. So I don't have arms that long. So God, thank you for our friends. We just, we just uh, claim your total covering and protection over them, over Sophia, over Eleanor, over Pax. Let there will be a wall of fire about their family. And even though they f- feel so vulnerable at times, that, Lord, fragility is kind of the core uh, of who we are as a church. And there's something about that fragility that you love. You love that fragility. You love that fragility because a bruised reed you will never break. A smoldering candle you will never snuff out. You are the God of the broken. God of the weak, you wash the feet of the weary. Help those in need. So, Lord, thank you for continually reminding us of our need. And we will march forward on our knees. And I thank you that they know that, they understand that, they can lead in that. And we bless that. We bless them, Lord, to lead. In Jesus' name. And the rest of this team, Lord, why don't you pray, Bob? Just bless these guys. Thank you, Lord. Come in, please, team. (laughs) (laughs) Lord, today we witnessed your glory. Something was broken which was binding, binding unhealthily. The atmosphere will be changed as you bless us. And I will repeat what I prayed for Wade in, in, in quiet here. I prayed for him that he would support his wonderful wife in a fantastic ministry she has, in it, which I witnessed in, in all aspects.
And I pray for all the leadership team and everybody in this church that they would sense your power and act courageously on your prompts. And that we would pray and support one another and support one another in love. And that we would endure the attacks of the enemy which naturally comes around when church is blessed. So we give you the glory and thank you for this blessing of today. In Jesus' name, amen. And just on a practical note, each week in the bulletin, it will list the couple or person who's um, doing support, pastoral care, and stewardship care with Joanna. So if you're one, if you need to contact someone in a given week, you can uh, look at who that is or ask Joanna who that is, and there'll be this little mini team that will be there for you. Uh, now, Aldona's prayer is, when do we eat? And I think the prayer is about to be answered now as yep. we smell the beautiful quiche. And those of us who haven't had coffee like myself, please don't stampede downstairs and turn your ankle, you know, put the coffee and the tea is down there ready to go, right? Yep, two, two ways to go down. You can go down this way or that way. Or out the front, actually, three ways. And uh, we're going to get Esther down the stair lift, so... So please, everybody, stay we're done. welcome and enjoy the uh, hot, wonderful food downstairs. Sorry, sorry we went a bit longer, but I, I think it was worth it. And uh, so enjoy our fellowship. Thank you so much for coming. And continue to call them if you have questions on anything you've heard today. Hey, I want to share something with you. So when Amy was getting a bit restless up there, she 